0: Hello, Burlington, and welcome to Net Zero Energy. I'm Jennifer Green, Director of Sustainability for the City of Burlington, where our goal is to reduce and eventually eliminate fossil fuel usage. In this podcast series, we'll be sharing ways that we can all reduce our energy usage for heating, driving, and anything else we can plug in, all while sourcing our entire energy supply from renewables. In upcoming episodes, we'll be talking with your neighbors and friends about what steps they've taken on the path to net zero energy. We'll also chat with city and Burlington Electric Department employees about the technology behind this mission, as well as rebates and programs that can help start you on your path. But today... We're starting our series with a special episode. I sat down with Burlington Electric Department General Manager Darren Springer about the net zero energy revenue bond that will be on the ballot this December. I know we all have a lot of questions about it, so let's get right to it. So, Darren, so nice to have you with us. How are you doing this afternoon?
1: Great, Janet. It's good to be here.
0: Yeah, we're really excited to have you kick off our very first episode. Today, I know we'll be talking specifically about the Net Zero Energy Revenue Bond. So I know you've been visiting with the Neighborhood Planning Assemblies this month to talk about the Revenue Bond, curious, what's been your main message?
1: Yes. So we visited with all of the neighborhood planning assemblies and what we've laid out is similar to a presentation that uh, we've done on the revenue bond at the city council and with our electric commission. And the main message is uh, we have an opportunity as a community to make a fiscally responsible investment in reliability and advancing our efforts towards our net zero 2030 goal through this revenue bond. Um, The key components are Uh, The $20 million revenue bond are upgrades to our electric grid, uh, both for reliability and to accommodate new electric uses. uh, As we add electric vehicles and heat pumps, Uh, we're going to need an additional uh, capacity on the grid to handle that. Um, We're also upgrading technology systems to help serve our customers better, uh, upgrading and maintaining our renewable energy uh, electric plants. And then investing in infrastructure around the city, like new electric vehicle charging stations um, and a new electric bucket truck for our line crew. So we've been talking about that and also the idea that through this effort, we're going to be able to double our customer incentive funding over the next three years, uh, which will help uh, make an even bigger dent in our emissions here in Burlington.
0: Thanks, Darren. So when you talk about doubling, are you talking really about the green stimulus program? And can you tell us a little bit more about that?
1: That's exactly right. So uh, during the pandemic, um, very early in the pandemic, actually, we launched the Green Stimulus, which was an effort to really enhance all of our customer incentive programs uh, to help folks who might uh, face a challenge of needing to replace an appliance or a heating system uh, during the pandemic. And we wanted to provide as much help as we could. Uh, what we found is um, through those programs, we've seen our customers really respond Uh, One example, with our cold climate heat pumps, Uh, we're doing about uh, 10 times more installs this past year uh, than we had done the year prior uh, through the green stimulus program. So what we've got in the revenue bond proposal is the idea that we can keep these green stimulus incentives going for the next several years. And also, because we're seeing more customers participate... Um, We want to have the funding available to support them and not ever have to say uh, that a program needs to be ended due to budget concerns. So the uh, revenue bond proposal will help us do that. We've had 1,400 customers take advantage of these different programs, heat pumps, EVs, e-bikes, lawnmowers, et cetera, uh, over the past several years. And we anticipate even greater demand going forward.
0: One of the things that I know that you've also been mentioning when you visited the various neighborhood planning assemblies is that the revenue bond is essentially unrelated to the proposed city bond, which Burlingtonians will also be voting on in December. Can you just talk a little bit about how the net zero energy revenue bond is different from this other thing on the ballot?
1: Yeah, that's right. So we're going to be having two questions on the December ballot uh, for Burlingtonians. And One of them is related to a city infrastructure proposal, and the other is our net zero energy revenue bond. And the key piece around the revenue bond, and again, it's a $20 million proposal, is that it's payable solely through the revenues of Burlington Electric. It is an obligation of the electric company. Uh, So it doesn't affect the city's general fund, does not affect the city's debt policy, does not affect anybody's... Property taxes, what we're doing is payable through uh, Burlington Electric revenues alone.
0: So, this will not be impacting me, say, as a taxpayer. It sounds like it's something the BED will be covering over time.
1: That's right. And what we're trying to do is make sure we can make this investment in a way that actually reduces uh, rate pressure in the near term. Um, and when we are b- going to be paying back the revenue bond, uh, we have two key elements that are going to help us uh, to pay it back while minimizing the rate pressure for our customers. Uh, one piece is we have an existing revenue bond that is scheduled to mature in 2025, and that produces about 684000 of annual savings that we can rededicate to pay for the net zero energy revenue bond. The other piece is uh, through these different customer incentives, we're going to be creating new electric uses that creates revenue. And so our projection is is that about 40% of the borrowing through the revenue bond and through our annual bonds to support that doubling of customer incentives is going to be paid back uh, through those electric revenues. Uh, So with those two pieces in place, we can really minimize the rate pressure uh, from this investment and actually, uh, in the near term, really reduce rate pressure for our customers even while we're making Uh, significant upgrades to our system.
0: I just want to back up a second and just make sure I understand what you mean by rate pressure. Can you talk a little bit about that? That term may be new to some of our listeners.
1: Absolutely. And and this is uh, important because after 12 years of holding rates steady, uh, Burlington Electric coming out of the pandemic had a seven and a half percent rate case uh, for the first time in a long while. And what we see over the next several years is a need to make regular rate adjustments. Um, Our projections are that they're gonna be lower than what we had to do this past year. And with the revenue bond, we're able to make all of these investments and meet some of our financial metrics and keep that rate pressure relatively low. Um, for our customers. If we did not have the revenue bond, for example, and we still tried to make all of these investments in advancing climate progress and reliability, uh, I think what we would see is significant rate pressure uh, for our customers. That's something we obviously want to avoid, and that's why the revenue bond is so important.
0: So you talked about climate change a little bit. Can you be specific about how the revenue bond puts Burlington in the lead in terms of our commitment to to climate emissions goals?
1: We have one of the most ambitious local climate goals in the country with trying to get to net zero energy by 2030. And we have an advantage being that we are already 100% renewable uh, when it comes to electricity, and that accomplishment dates to 2014. So really what we're talking about is how do we reduce and eliminate fossil fuel use for heating, for ground transportation, uh, and do so in a pretty short time frame. Uh, 2030 is a uh, relatively short time frame. And what the revenue bond will do, uh, through, for example, doubling the funding for customer incentives, is our projections would yield an additional 47,000 tons of emissions reduction lifetime through that doubling of customer incentives. Uh, and that's equivalent to about 100,000 barrels of oil that would not be consumed. Um, that gets us on a quicker path uh, towards the net zero energy goal. It won't get us all the way there. Uh, this is a big port, or a big portion of what we're trying to do, um, but it's important for folks to understand that city policies like rental weatherization standards and new construction standards for uh, heating uh, state policies like we may see from the Climate Council and, and other state investments – and federal policies, for example, fuel economy standards um, for vehicles, incentives for uh, electric vehicles and and, uh, efficient heating systems, those will all play a critical role as well. So the electric department through this revenue bond is going to try to even accelerate our progress and uh, really make a more significant dent in emissions between now and 2025. And That's the three-year period during which the revenue bond would be active.
0: I know that the commission, and the commission is a volunteer group essentially of Burlingtonians, proposed um, sending this bond to the city council and hence um, to put on the ballot in December. I think it was unanimously passed. Is that true? And if so, why do you think there was so much support?
1: Yes, we were fortunate to have unanimous support uh, both from the commission and the city council in moving this item forward. And I think it speaks to the fact that our community is really united on the need to address climate change uh, and doing more than we're already doing in that regard. And also, I think it's a recognition that uh, this is a fiscally responsible strategy, um, Burlington Electric has had an A3 ratings from Moody's uh, in terms of our credit rating on outstanding bonds. That was recently affirmed in August. Um, I think that the 12-year run of holding rates steady uh, until the pandemic uh, was also a really strong accomplishment for our customers. So I think that it's the dual nature of making a fiscally responsible investment in reliability and climate progress and the really strong desire in our community to uh, to really Uh, Aim for and reach this net zero 2030 goal is what drove the support and uh, why we're bringing this forward to Burlingtonians.
0: You know, I'm reminded hearing you talk that, of course, BED has a history of revenue bonds, and we had a very successful revenue bond passed when in
1: the 90s. Well, that's right. I mean, that's really where this idea came from is um, in 1990, we had an $11.3 million revenue bond for energy efficiency, which was fairly groundbreaking at that time and was the uh, foundation for uh, over $70 million in investments uh, since that time frame between Burlington Electric and our customers in energy efficiency. And even prior to the pandemic, uh, we were using about 8.6% less electricity in Burlington today than we were in 1989, right before we had passed that bond. So I think we've seen the results in terms of energy efficiency. Our estimates are customers are saving roughly $10 million a year on bills, through avoided costs that we are achieving because of energy efficiency. Uh, and Burlington Electric, unique from any other utility in the state, uh, has our own efficiency uh, services and utility uh, in-house here. And uh, the rest of the state is served by Efficiency Vermont. So we're, we're proud of our foundational work with energy efficiency. Uh, certainly, if the rest of the country had that same accomplishment, we'd have hundreds of coal plants that wouldn't be needed. Um, And at the same time, we see the net zero energy revenue bond as a similarly foundational investment uh, for our net zero efforts. And in a way, we're moving uh, in a slightly different direction. We are actually moving towards having more electric use now in the future, not less, but we're using it for things like electric vehicles, cold climate heat pumps that are helping to reduce fossil fuel use. And not only is that good from an emission standpoint, but from a broader economic standpoint, um, a dollar spent with your electric utility in Vermont, about two-thirds of that stays in the state economy. A dollar spent on uh, you know, gasoline, for example, uh, only about a quarter of that stays in the state economy. So uh, this is good from an emission standpoint and from an economic standpoint as well.
0: But just to be clear, is this um, as novel as I think it seems to be? Is, is, are there other utilities that we were modeling this after, or are we sort of stepping out ahead?
1: I think we're going to be on the leading edge with this strategy. Uh, Certainly, um, we've seen other communities in a few cases that have adopted a similarly ambitious goal to our Net Zero Energy 2030 goal. Uh, Ann Arbor, Michigan is one that I'm aware of. And we're seeing communities around the country that are developing incredibly ambitious climate policies uh, around the building sector and and transportation as well. Um, But we're not aware of another situation where you have a municipal utility going out specifically to ask for approval for a revenue bond that is funding investments towards this type of of local climate goal at 2030, net zero energy goal. So uh, this may well be uh, not only foundational here in Burlington, but perhaps uh, a pathway that other communities choose to utilize. And uh, obviously, we uh, cannot solve climate change alone. Uh, so we need other communities and utilities uh, to be acting with us. And um, so anything we can do here to provide a model that's useful is is a great contribution to that.
0: On a personal note, uh, what are you particularly excited about? Or what, what do you talk to your friends and neighbors about vis-a-vis this revenue bond and how it's going to impact their daily lives?
1: Well, I really I think of our customers uh, also being on the leading edge uh, when it comes to um, their interest in adopting these new technologies uh, to help reduce emissions and uh, what I find as I talk to my neighbors and and fellow Burlingtonians is Uh, There's an interest in getting these technologies, uh, you know, whether it's electric or plug-in hybrid vehicles or cold climate heat pumps. And when your neighbor does something and takes an action, others in the neighborhood are going to look at that and ask questions. And we really have seen that this is becoming more of a community model. Um, One piece that I think is particularly compelling is we offer enhanced rebates for our low- and moderate-income customers, um, we know that in um, in some parts of the community, it's going to be more challenging economically to access these technologies. So what we're seeing now is much better uptake uh, with these enhanced rebates uh, than we had seen before. And uh, roughly 15% of our rebates for heat pumps and for electric vehicles are going to our low- and moderate-income customers. Um, I think over 100 rebates at this point, just in those two categories – And uh, we're also doing some work to make these technologies more accessible uh, for renters. Uh, We've had a program to install charging stations at uh, multifamily and rental properties around the community. Uh, So to me, when you think about Net Zero 2030, it's an all-in goal. And we have to make sure that our programs are accessible uh, to all of our customers. And that's a a challenge that we're uh, trying to take on here at Burlington Electric.
0: So I'm curious, Darren, um, about the vote and what passage, quote-unquote, would entail. Is that a majority vote? Could you talk about that?
1: Sure. So in terms of a Burlington Electric Revenue Bond, it is a majority vote. Um, the election date is set for December 7th, uh, and folks will receive ballots as well uh, in the mail. And uh, what would happen is if there is a majority in support, we would then be able to start projects under the revenue bond uh, with the city council authorization. And we would actually go out and, and look to issue the revenue bonds, uh, likely sometime in March of 2022.
0: And if people did have specific questions, is there a particular place on the website that somebody might visit?
1: Well, at the moment, we do have a revenue bond page on the website uh, with a uh, commentary that lays out some in some detail uh, what we're looking for um, in terms of the different investments. And uh, I would encourage folks that if they have questions, uh, reach out to our customer care, uh, reach out to our energy services team uh, if they want to take advantage of some of our programs, um, or reach out to me directly if you have any questions about the revenue bond. And I'd be glad to answer them. Uh, Springer at burlingtonelectric.com. All
0: right. Well, Darren, thank you so much. This has been really informative, and it was just a great way to kick off our podcast series. So thanks so much for your time. Appreciate it. Thank you again for listening to Net Zero Energy. If you have any questions about this podcast or what BED offers regarding rebates, incentives, and technological support, don't hesitate to look for us at burlingtonelectric.com, to call us at 865 7300, or to follow us on Facebook. We're always here to help, and we look forward to engaging with you on our mutual path to net zero energy.